This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to LoveSportRadio.com for all the latest podcasts, news, and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. You are listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sports Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins, joined in the studio with the last word on Spurs. Lee McQueen, Jamie Brand and Chris Callin. No Ricky Sachs, no no Jason McGovern. They are dropping like flies. The crazy train, just sometimes too much for people, Lee. Do you get what I'm saying? And we've got no John Ivor. So uh, (laughs) we're in good, good company here tonight because we have got a cracking show. A cracking show after that absolutely brilliant (laughs) performance last night. (laughs) Wonderful performance. Well, it is only the win that matters. The victory seeing Spurs through that Lee was saying there. Spurs playing Southampton in the fourth round replay. Winning 3-2. They are in the fifth round where they will play Norwich. But as always on the Spurs Fan Show, you can have your say tonight. Tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us 0208 70 20 558 and say what you thought all about last night because it was dramatic. Maybe Spurs not at their best. Maybe not at their best on the weekend. Maybe. But they won't mind. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I was yes. being polite. Okay, maybe. <laughs> okay, I was being polite. Waiting for before I ask you three. But maybe not at their best. But they got the win just like they did last night. 3-2, full of drama. We're going to be talking all about that, taking your listener questions and maybe talking a little bit about the style of play because I know that's come under a lot of comments as well. And Christian Eriksen's comments, all uh, what he's been saying to the media over the last week about his move to Inter Milan. Let's talk about last night then, Chris. Uh, You both said maybe, not the greatest performance. Saints maybe will feel hard done by it, but ultimately a win, another step further in what presents Spurs with their best chance of winning a trophy this year. And really, they're in the fifth round and no one cares now, Chris. Exactly. <laughs> let's let's start this show on a positive. Tottenham are now in the fifth round of the FA Cup. Mm. We're in the last 16 of the Champions League and we are sitting in fifth place in the Premier League. Um, it started off uh, a pretty dismal season. We've had some dreadful results. Pochettino was obviously sacked. Mourinho's come in. But right now, we are in a very good position. 
Um, yes, it wasn't the, the most classiest of performances last night. Lots of people moaning around me, lots of fans moaning about the style of play, how Tottenham you know, set up. And when we went 2-1 down, it just looked like we were going to go out. Uh, you've got to have confidence, though. And the magic of the FA Cup and Tottenham coming back, we're in the fifth round. And sometimes yeah. in these cup competitions, it is not the best teams that win these cups. And sometimes you just have to get there. No matter how you get there, you just have to grind the result out, mm. dig in, and that is exactly what Tottenham done. And I'm truly delighted that we're in the fifth round. Yeah, yeah not the best performance, Jamie, but ultimately it's always nice to progress yeah. when you're not playing uh, so well. And then when you are playing well, it, the tyres ultimately will get even easier. Yeah, look, I think the other thing that people need to remember is how, how well Southampton have improved over the season. I mean, they've been playing really good football at the moment. Um, obviously, we've just come off the back of a great win over Manchester City. Obviously, a very difficult, um, hard-fought performance. Um, so I, I'm, I was very pleased with the win last night. And, and of course, we were missing so many players as well. I think we, we were out with, without uh, Lo Celso, Lamella. And then, of course, we had um, uh, Vertonghen and, uh, and Dombele, who couldn't play more than 60 minutes. Um, and then, of course, you had the two up front, uh, Lucas and Son, who have played a lot of football. So I think in the squad, there were a lot of limitations. So in terms of how we set up, I think I'm, I was OK with that, to be honest. I think it would be naive to say that Spurs should go head to head with, with Southampton in these sort of games when we've got so many limitations in this squad. So for me, I, I was fine with the performance and the result yesterday. Lee, shouldn't go head to head, Jamie Sanez. That's something you agree with. I know the style of play is coming into question, but it is the victory that counts. It's a crazy train. I, it's, it's, it's literally, I bring it up every week and why. You know, the, the reality of the situation is we know this is going to happen. The guy's come in, and since he's come in, since Jose Mourinho was appointed in the league only, he's, we're third in the league if that table started. Now, that doesn't, but if that table started, then he's got 23 points, only three points behind Man City. Obviously, the steam uh, the steam train, not the, uh, the crazy chain of Liverpool is, is off and running. As Jamie said, look, Southampton have improved. Um, should we be having no shots on target? No. Should we be should we be giving away six or seven shots on target in the first half? No. But he's also working with 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 a patched up squad or a team. He's working with um, you know it, when he first took the job, he, he was regardless of whether or not you can call a target man or not, he's the best number nine in the world in my opinion, Harry Kane. He thought he was going to start to build a team around him with Deli Ali. He ain't there. So, you know, he's working with what he's got. I think he talked, talked about it being chess pieces and stuff. And look, the reality of the situation is, like Chris just said, it's cut football. We're, we're through to the next round. Why do we... Look, we're all self-confessed um, uh, uh, analysts now. We can analyse things and it's everybody's opinion. But the reality is, we're through to the next round. If we'd have had 75% possession and didn't score a goal like, man, by the way, Man City did the other day against us, we'd all be honest, oh, that's ridiculous, yeah. we, need, we need to get more shots, this, that and other. Our shot to conversion ratio over the last three games is 100%. So, you know, let's look at it on the positive. As Chris said, we're through. Happy yeah. days. And Lee, Lee says about the, the patched-up squad. Now, how many times have Spurs gone you know, into a game, this like an FA Cup game, with a patched-up squad, gone head-to-head -head with the team, and then ended up getting knocked out? So, for me... It was just about getting through the game. It, we, and we know the limitations. We saw there was, as I said, no La Celso, no Lamella before uh, before kickoff due to injury. Um, and other, of course, lots of other injuries. So I think they're knackered, James. I, I, well, honestly, well. I think they're knackered as well. I mean, I, I didn't make the game yesterday because of uh, I, I got a bit of man flu this week. So I, I didn't make the game yesterday. But you boys were at the game. Yeah. We're, uh, we're knackered from going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and look, it was a pa it was painful. It was a painful watch. There's no yeah. no papering over any cracks on that. But we're unbeaten in six, Chaz. 
we're unbeaten in six games. We, this is the mini run. Everybody knew that uh, Tottenham 2.0, the, 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 as Jamie calls it, and the, and the painful rebuild, it's happening now. This is the pain. Can I just say, um, it, it really does go to show that Jose Mourinho is taking his cups seriously sure. because mm-hmm. no matter of all the problems, limitations, as you've said, Jamie, um, he chose the best possible eleven. He put mm. the strongest possible eleven out yeah. to win that game. Unlike and, Liverpool, and the game was a day later. Well, unlike other teams, and unlike Pochettino in, 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 in recent seasons, years, you know, yeah. lots of youngsters would have probably played in that game. I know it's great to bring youngsters through, but when we haven't won a trophy in so long, mm. in particular the FA Cup, twenty nine years, it's let's take this seriously. Well, we've had a caller already into the studio. This time, uh, uh, Bill from Hackney. Bill, thanks for calling tonight. I know you want to talk a little bit about yesterday's performance as well. How's it going, mate? How's it going? Uh, Bill, you are really uh, good, thank you. foremost, Lee McQueen, absolute... Oh, you can't swear on the radio. Legend. Oh, <laughs> thank you very much. Well, he was worried then, Bill. I was worried what he was going to say, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> mate, where's Ricky Sachs? I just bumped into him at Holborn. He seemed like he was on a serious phone call, so I had to give him a little fist bump. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was trying to get but, through uh, to the studio, but we decided to take your call instead. <laughs> Why am I not surprised, eh? So much go on. Um, just a couple of points, really. Um, first one... Obviously, not playing the best sort of performance, best football at the moment. Um, from like, obviously, you boys, what do you think is the best sort of Mourinho's like performance, like what, like his tactical prowess, like if you would like, how what's his best sort of way of playing? Obviously, I've only really witnessed him parking the bus, and um, obviously with Pochettino, we know how he used to play, like pressing football, um, working his socks off. Mm. It didn't obviously benefit us in, in the most important games like when we got semi-finals or finals <clears throat> but we knew the direction of how we were going to play I don't think he really had much of a backup plan or a backup set of tactics in certain games but you have to sort of take out of because he got the whole team on top spot and moving in the same sort of <clears throat> direction in terms of how we're playing football hmm. I mean uh, so, go on, sorry, sorry, go on. Go on Bill. no so yeah just the uh, first question was but from you boys because I don't actually without researching online What's his like renowned football of if he had it his way without having to work with bits and pieces? <clears throat> what's his best sort of football? Like would, would you say it's like pressing I, I know I I can't really accept parking the bus his mm. chosen think, performance, especially where he's sort of evolving as a manager. I think Bill, I think it's it's Liam, mate. I, I think that um I think that is his style though. I think look the fact of the matter is is Jose Mourinho's coming to the football club and regardless of patching things up or not, we were shipping goals. I think that's absolutely yeah. clear as day. No, you know, if you go if you go back to last season under Pochino we're shipping more goals than we should have. And and obviously at the beginning of this season and one of the reasons why Poch got sacked is we weren't winning football matches and we were shipping goals. So yeah. we we've all expected Jose to come in and park the buses. And for yeah. the first probably what eight, nine games where he 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 maybe try to but we didn't have the personnel to do so but we're still shipping yeah. two goals every every game on average that has clearly oh, yeah. changed over the last kind of four five six matches or so yeah. and i think he starts with a, a foundation of do not concede do not get beaten and then you can go uh, go and attack as your foundation now that is not sometimes that is not pretty and i'm not going to sit here and say to everybody yeah, i'm loving the style of football because i'm not but I think over the next season, uh, yeah, exactly. I think over the last next half season and then the season beyond, once we've got that foundation, that mentality of we do not concede goals, I think then it starts to be expansive. When you look at the amount of talent, uh, technically gifted players that we've got in that squad, there's no way that we can't be expansive at some stage. What do you think, Chris? Well, 
Mourinho's been in charge for two and a half months, so I think it's a little bit early to judge yeah, on... Exactly. The, on it's a fair point, yeah. 100%. 100%. Even, even the style of football that he's yeah. playing, because he's had lots of injury problems since he's arrived. Of course, Harry Kane, you never envisaged Harry Kane being out until the end of the season. A huge, huge blow. But I think Mourinho is all about getting the team over that line. And, he, and he, as he said in the, the press conferences about the, uh, the chess pieces, I think he treats the game like a chess game. And uh, I think sometimes that can be very boring. And I'm sorry to say uh, that the game of chess is boring, but I think that, 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 that that's <laughs> how he sees patience, it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I just no, but you know what? It's quite Sorry, mate. Like, carry on. I was just going to say, I just hope that over time, as he gets in the right players, and as as Chris said, obviously with players returning from injury, you just hope that it can become more effective because, as we as we said, he's kind of putting together a really patchy squad at the moment. So you just hope yeah. that when he does get those sort of players that he wants, um, that it will start to become, we'll start to see a, a, a definitive style of play and it'll be a lot more effective. 100%. I mean, to be honest, I would sort of... Um, you know, I advise all Spurs fans not to sort of read too much into the performances right now. Just see mm. what, what what Mourinho can bring in terms of these big games and getting the points we need. Obviously, right now we're, we we need points in the table. We we need to progress further rounds. So we need we need someone like Mourinho, obviously, to win these games. What I'm looking um, towards is the next year or two years, and whether we're going to be playing good attacking football, like you would almost relate to, you know, uh, Klopp's Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Poches, Tottenham, Diego um, Simeone at Madrid. Do you know what I mean? The renowned mm. style of attacking football. You know, you've got to, you've defenses win leagues at the end of the day. So I understand he's got to fix the team up and all that. But I do want to look forward to good attacking football as well. But to be fair, just wanted to make one more final point on a positive spin. I think it was this time last year, roughly, um, we had Chelsea in the semi-final, and I was screaming at the telly. At Stanford, when um, we were playing at Stamford Bridge, because mm. it was just rubbish football. I mean, it just seemed like we were hanging on, and that was the first time I think I really noticed it. Mm. I was thinking we've just turned these boys over. It was only by one goal at at, um, at Wembley or the Lane, wherever it was, and we we had that one goal advantage. But it just seemed like we we're hanging on, hanging on to it. And I was just thinking, like, this is not what it's about. This is against what Pochettino was about at that time. And yeah, to give us a fair Pochettino point. was just doing the same thing, but the difference is. Marino got us over the line last night. Poch didn't get us to the final, and he failed to win any trophies. So, you know, let's give him give him the time he deserves. Let's see what he can mm-hmm. do with the team. Yep. We know it's not the easiest club to manage. You know, like financial restrictions hit this that the other. But it's a it's a team we support. It's a team we love. We get behind it no matter what, and you know, see where it gets us. But I, I do feel like a trophy's going to come. I do feel like we're going to win bigger games. Um, but just hoping that we get that. Um, good attacking football that we associate with Pochettino. It'll come, Bill. It'll come, mate. It'll come. I'm (laughs) sure it will come. Absolutely. It's only the start of the journey. Who knows where that crazy train will end. Bill, we really appreciate you calling. We're going to go straight to another caller. This time, Dave has called in all the way from Southend. He wants to talk about last night's game. Dave, obviously, you heard Bill there. You've heard what the team have had to say so far. What did you make of it? Well, as I say, it was a very uh, iffy first half. Southampton were on top. We knew that, and uh, we had a bit of a fortunate getting the goal, the first goal, and then well, Ings could have scored when he hit the bar, and then and then Le Hugo parried to Long. So I mean, we know at half time it was it was dicey, but I mean then they they got their second goal. But Marino did make the substitutions. Mm, the substitutions he worked. He took off Yan, who wasn't very happy about being taken off, and uh, and uh, the the midfield changed it round. 
And uh, I felt that we got back, we got our old Tottenham back, that that last 20 minutes, you know, you felt that we were going to win. It wasn't going to go to penalties, it wasn't going to go to extra time. We actually felt that we were going to get over that line. And uh, it's a long time. We've had lots of negative vibes down there for the last year. And really, that was the first time. And I thought, well, this is really, we're getting back to our old Tottenham selves here. And, um, you know, Mourinho has, has done that. He's, he's, put, he's brought people together. Mm. And uh, you could I definitely think, see that as well, Dave, couldn't you? In the previous game, when yeah, there were the, with the celebrations you, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, 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 for I mean, sure. We, like, again, we rode our luck with that. We obviously. did, but I mean, in terms of the celebrations of the players, and you yeah. just mentioned they're bringing bringing it together. You know, it yeah, takes time yeah. to 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 feel the love. Isn't yeah, it? Feel for the sure. Love. I'm it, loving it. Come the, on, it's positive. The players' faces and the fans. That's what I mean. They just need haircuts. <laughs> the, 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 the thing is, though, Dave, after beating the Premier League champions on Sunday and then getting yeah. into the fifth round yeah. of the FA Cup, there's a lot of negativity yeah. at the moment about the style of play. Well, yeah, of course there is, but you know we've got to build on this. I mean, we've got, as he said in his interview, he's, you know, with his chess pieces, he hasn't got all his bishops and his kings and his pawns. Well, go and he buy them then. The go and spend the money then. Well, that's not his fault, well, now, is it? That's Levy's I mean, fault. <laughs> He, you know, obviously he's got Bergwin in, and um, what a fantastic start he's made. So, you know, nobody knew much about him. So, um, you know, you, you, and we've got rid of Ericsson. I think he was a drain on on the uh, on on everything down there. There's all negativity stuff. You know, he's still chuntering on about being a black sheep, but yeah, well, he was the black sheep because he, you know, he downsourced, didn't he? Yeah. He downsourced towards the end of last year, and he's downsourced this year. And he wasn't going to get the move he wanted, so he was showing off. And um, I think, it, you know, Marina just wanted him out the door, really, because he was just dragging everyone down. Yeah, we're going to come to those comments in a little bit. Dave, we really appreciate Cheers, your Dave, call. Sir. Dave from Cheers, South Dave. End and saying what he thought last night. We will talk about Christian Eriksen's comments, talk a little bit more about the game and the style of play, but we will be taking your listener questions. And as always, just like you heard from Dave and Bill there, you can call in tonight and put a question to the team. 0208 70 20 558. Love Sports. You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sports Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. Joined in the studio with a last word on Spurs, Lee McQueen, Jamie Brand, and Chris Callan talking everything from the game last night. Three two winners, but still in the air. A little bit of negativity, maybe the style of play, but Spurs are in the hat for the next round facing Norwich. No disrespect to Norwich, a perfect chance for maybe Spurs to reach the quarterfinals. Could this be a fairy tale season for Jose? Maybe ending the trophy drought that Spurs are on. Delhi's almost saying that Spurs deserve a trophy as well we'll come to those comments and Christian Eriksen's but you've been getting in touch tonight with your listener questions we're going to take one now the first question from Matthew Robinson saying boys it looks like we've gone from being useless under Poch to being useless and very lucky under Jose this cannot last unless there is a dramatic improvement we will end up with nothing as per this season as I said I think it's too early to, to, to call on Jose Mourinho I know a lot of people who really like him and have a lot of faith and confidence in him. And I know a lot of people who can't stand the guy and can't wait for him to leave the club. It's mixed. It's a it's a mixed view. Um, funny enough, I, I was looking at some stats and Mourinho has now managed Tottenham for 19 games. We've won 10, we've drawn four and we've lost five. 
And funny enough, the, f- the first 19 games under Pochettino, yeah. exactly the you same record. You couldn't make that out. Well, exactly that's serious. the same that's record. Unreal, isn't it? Yeah. Well, we've also climbed, we've climbed the most places in terms of the whole English Football League, um, a joint with Reading. We've climbed nine places since we made the change. That's more than any other team. So I think it's absolutely rubbish that, we, that Jose stat. Mourinho hasn't improved us. I think that, that stat does totally show that. And, and we know the limitations of the squad. We know there's so many there's so many issues still to remaining here. There's no, there's no for example, no holding midfielder. The fullbacks still aren't quite as good. Obviously, no striker in the squad. So he he's got so many limitations to work with, and he's still getting results. So for me, I, I think that's a rubbish statement to be honest. Yeah. The next question from Habib saying, "Did we only win last night because Southampton run out of gas in the last 15 minutes uh, after the huge huge amount of energy they put in for the first 75? We simply couldn't cope and press for that." time resulting to poor ineffectual long balls uh, well have been from from my perspective I, I don't agree with it either I think that you know you've got to give the team and the lads credit like they were under the cosh they should have been beaten but they didn't lay down yeah. and they got back up and we character. started playing and, and they, exactly Chris we had character why does everyone have to be negative about it all of the time why can't we spin it as a positive and the positive is we were under the cosh we had no right to win that yeah. game we were the worst team on a pitch but the reality is we came back from 2-1 down and we won 3-2 I think also the substitutions as we said I do think they really helped Deli Ali and Jensen Fernandez. I thought it's energy thought, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. They they brought a lot to the team, so I think that definitely helped in terms of uh, getting us over the line in the last fifteen. I think it's interesting as well because you know, people talk about and uh, crackers on on the pod uh, on Sunday as well talking about players in the red zone and stuff. And I think when when Jose is talking about them them chess pieces, that's what he's referring to. Yeah. He's not he's not being disrespectful to the playing staff that we've got. What he's basically saying is. Delhi, I, could, I couldn't bring Delhi on really. I didn't want to because he was in the red zone. He had a knock, and you know, Lacelso was injured or whatever. And Son's probably in the red zone as well because he's having to, you know, um, deputise and all that sort of stuff. And the reality exactly. is, they're running on empty. Exactly. I think that's part and, and of that, it, James. And that, no? That's what really annoys me. We, I mean, we go into these games expecting expecting to go head to head, and and we always, we usually end up getting knocked out. And and I think yesterday it was all about just getting over the line, getting that result. So that's the way it is, I think. Chris, just based on those two questions that I've asked and, and glancing at the questions on the sheet, all fairly of the, the same ilk, all, all negative saying, why are we doing this? Why aren't we doing that? Why is there that negative vibe at the minute? And and to be fair, this isn't just Tottenham. We see it with Man United. They're worried. They want instant results under Solskjaer. Chelsea already worrying about Lampard. Arsenal saying that Arteta is not the coach he is even in six weeks. Why do we do this? Because you are in the last 16 of the Champions League. You it's are weird. fifth. You are in the fifth yeah. round of the FA Cup. It's weird. It is a weird feeling, but the feeling supporting Tottenham at the moment is different than what it was under Pochettino. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It just feels completely, thing, completely different. Yeah, I think it's that pride thing. You know, like when is that know, manager I, based? Then Lee, you yeah, say? yeah, a little bit. I mean, you know, I love Pochettino. Um, I don't dislike Jose, but I, lo- I love Pochettino, mm. and he, he, for me personally, he reinvigorated my pride to support my football club. Yeah, and 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 that is that's what's gone. He he got it. <laughs> Danny Rose gets it, Jace. If you're listening, bet fella. But I was just about to say, you know, Poch got it, and he and he, he was he was. Absolutely part of the club, but you know what? We got we sound like Newcastle fans talking about Rafa Benitez when he left. Like I've got to get over it. Jose's here, and as them stats have just come out, the football isn't great at the moment. But if it's going to be like that, and we're going to win trophies, are are we accepting that? You know, let's put a poll out. Are we accepting the fact that we haven't won the FA Cup for twenty nine years? 
Oh, if we win the uh, FA Cup by scrapping one nil wins and doing a bit, it was a classic cup tie yesterday. It was an ebb and flow. We went one nil up. We went two one down. We won three two. It had everything in the game. Do you know, Lee? I've had this conversation with a lot of Tottenham fans, like in the pub before, hmm, for sure. And lots of Tottenham fans say, "No, I'd always like Tottenham to play the traditional way, the great flowing football, attacking style, um, great football that we played under Pochettino." Yep. And when you take that away. Um, some fans don't want the trophy in, you know, a substitute yeah, for a that. Substitute. Yeah, I, 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 I do get that. I want the trophy. Yeah, I, I agree. I want yeah, the yeah. trophy. So, to, Jamie, to, do you not agree with Chris there? Sorry, oh, Chris. No, 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 no. No, I totally do. I think that uh, I think it, this period could be really big for Spurs. I think that we've got a manager who, as we've seen, I think it was um, uh, Steven Bergwijn's father. He was in tears when Jose Mourinho was contacting him about moving and playing under him. I think we've got a really big, we've got a massive manager here who can win trophies. I think if we have two years of maybe, yeah, dire, not dire football, but maybe slightly boring football, but we win trophies, we can really build ourselves up as a club here under the, under Jose. But there, there is so much, um, there is so much on Mourinho because I think all of Huge us. Pressure, isn't it? Huge pressure. Yeah. I think all of us are are, are expecting it. The, the, uh, not not, not hoping, with, yeah. expecting. Yeah, and that's what comes with Jose Mourinho. He's a serial winner. But For really, sure. if this was any other manager, would you? You'd say they'd be given this, time. Yeah, they go. Look, he's coming halfway through. He starts really next ne- yeah. ne- next year in August. Let's wait. But because it's Jose, because he Spurs, the way the expectation go, still got to win something this year. Th- still you, got you to think, go deep. You, you think negativity now when we've got through to the fifth round of the FA Cup. See the negativity yeah. if we go out of one of these cups and then the reality and is... play like that. The that, reality is, reality, is oh, he's also, not winning us a trophy this also season, think then it's un- going to be bad. I also think he's unfairly getting a lot of people remembering his time at Manchester United and I think But he still is, won trophies. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, well, we're going to go to another caller this time. Adam calling once again uh, from Virginia in, in America. Adam, really appreciate you calling all the way from the States. Uh, what did you make of the style of play? But even though it was a victory last night... Well, it's, it's kind of strange, isn't it, guys? Because you're sitting there. Of course, you're not going to be disappointed that you win and you're through to the next round. But at times, especially when Ng scored that second goal, it was like, oh, no. Mm. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. It didn't look pretty, did it? But I think I think plenty it of times pretty. under under Pochettino, we've kind of had that feeling, even when we were playing attractive football. And it's now that we are getting over the line. So many times under Poch, we would have probably lost that that kind of fixture, um, where we've got, as I said, we've got limitations in this squad, and we'd have gone to desperately try to win it. I think under Mourinho, it was just about getting over the line and getting that result. So, for me, again, I, I, you know, as much as it was the, not the best performance, I'm just happy that we got over the line. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a cup competition, and if you if you if you win pretty, that's great. If you lose ugly, uh, I mean, the whole thing is to win yeah. and get through. So, Adam Lee um, just said there. I, would you? Sorry, Adam. Would you prefer uh, a style of football, fantastic, attractive, sexy football, or what we all play football for? Trophies. Well, I'm a Tottenham fan. I want to. I want to the, the stylish football, of course, but. Uh, I mean, sometimes I think that Jose has been pretty clear in his uh, press conferences about what he thinks about the depth of his squad right now for various reasons. I did want to say something positive, um, and that is that it looked to me, and I don't want to get carried away, I know it's a small sample size, but it looked to me like uh, Jensen and uh, Delhi have some kind of uh, understanding, and that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. They they definitely changed the game when they came on. The, the game changed without a doubt. I mean, you know, again, 
Delhi gets a lot of um, stick on social media about, you know, why is he doing these flicks and tricks and all that sort of stuff. But it was the flicks and tricks side of his game that changed that game yesterday. Mm. And again, like we've said on it before, because I'm a massive Delhi fan, if you don't do the tricks and flicks, then that stuff yesterday doesn't happen because mm. it's not in his locker if you don't do it, you know. I thought Jensen as well had a couple of flicks and tricks. Was it a, yeah. a rainbow flick, yeah. I think, mm. is, the, is the term I'm getting down <laughs> on the kids. Jensen's energy, I mean. It, it, he had good energy, didn't yeah. he? So, you know, I agree, Adam. I think, look, there is shoots, and we've said this before, there is shoots of green coming through now. I don't think... I don't think that you can you can judge Jose Mourinho on anything other than trying to get results in what we've got this year. And if, which is a massive if for Tottenham, but if he gets us over the line in one of these cup competitions, I'm not ruling out the Champions League either with the experience you had last year. I'm not, and I'm saying that on air. You can have a laugh at me or what, but I, you know, that's the hope hope that kills you, it's the hope that keeps you. You know, the reality of the situation is we're in three competitions two cup competitions in a top four race still when arguably we shouldn't be but that's the story of our season welcome to the crazy train yeah absolutely Adam we really appreciate you giving us a call all the way from the States Adam calling from Virginia there we're going to be taking more of your listener questions and I know more of you are trying to phone up as well and you can 0208 70 20 558 love sports you're listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sports Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins, joined in the studio with a last word on Spurs. Not the last word yet. Still time for you to have your say tonight. Tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us 0208 70 20 558. Joined in the studio with my partners in crime, Lee McQueen, Jamie Brandt and Chris Carlin. Delighted to say now we go to another tradition, another favourite. It is Adrian's Corner. Adrian, always good to hear from you. What are you making of the situation at the minute? Well, first, uh, good evening, guys. And, evening, uh, Adrian. Shout out to Chris for his excellent videos, which I post in my Facebook group I run, Spurs Die. I'd like to get the plug in for my group. <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah, uh, the game. Yeah, there, there were positives to take, weren't there? I mean, for if sure. you look at what has improved under Pochettino, it's, it's the defence has improved immensely, mm. isn't it? I mean, with Tanga and Toby, I mean, like, Toby played ever so well yesterday. I thought it was our best defender, you know. Yan was, was off colour, wasn't he? You know, Lloris has done well since he's come back in the team. But as you've already mentioned, Deli and Getz and Fernandes were the difference. I mean, Winks was trying to do it all on his own prior to that, prior to them to come on. And they changed the game. And to me, Getson gets in in front of uh, Tanga at the moment because Tanga, he's just not fit enough to give us 90 minutes yet, is he? No. No, he's, he's, he's struggled with his fitness ever since he signed yeah. for us. And it's so frustrating because you see moments of magic. Yeah. Um, you know, you see some real quality. And it's just so frustrating for all of us because we want to see it for 90 minutes of a game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for, I sure, mean, for sure. And, on, on top. and also, I mean, like, it's the evolution. He's, he's doing well, uh, Marino, because we're a disjointed team at the moment. He's okay. having to do the best with the players that we've got. And during the evolution, obviously, he's got to try and pick up as many points as he can. And Adrian? Adrian? Yeah, sorry. Oh, my phone. Yeah, he's got to get us as many points as he can and try and win us a piece of silverware. And that... I think, I think we, I've just got a feeling about this FA Cup this year. I think we're going to nick it. Exactly. I think I think this year it's really important. We've we've seen that we've started really we've struggled a lot this year. We know the the limitations with this group of players. So for me it is about just getting the results. It's about getting in that top 4. So next season we've got that we've got Champions League to offer when we're trying to rebuild this team and then hopefully we can go as far as we can in the FA Cup. I do think that you're right. I think we've got very good chance of going far in that competition. I mean it'd be interesting to see how we kind of juggle it with trying to get in the top 4. 
But I, I do. I really think we have got a great shot, shot at it this year. Um, so... I think there's lots of positives. Yeah, Adrian, just quickly to you and to Jamie there. It, it may sound absolutely ridiculous, but obviously Spurs is a huge club. We know the expectation. We know the standard. And when you've got a manager like Jose Mourinho, it goes hand in hand, a serial winner. But does is that an added pressure that's maybe not needed in his first six months, his first season when we're going, we could win it this year. There's no reason why we couldn't. We have to go far because you're already not setting yourselves up for a fall. If it doesn't happen, it can turn ugly very, very quickly. Jose is always going to be under pressure wherever he goes because he's been a serial winner and people love to, to take pots at people, pot shots at them when they lose, don't they? So he's going to get that. And we're used to having people taking pot shots at Tottenham all the time, so like, we're thick-skinned anyway. But yeah. uh, I, think, I think we will get top four. I mean, this is a big month for us now. Massive I mean, month, like, Adrian, I agree with you. Away. Chelsea have got Man United, Everlane. Leicester have got Man City. Yeah. After Villa, if Chelsea draw and we beat Villa, you know, we close the gap. Uh, and then we've got to go to, to two points. And then we go to Stanford Bridge. So everything's in the air at the moment. It's mm. all up in the air. It's all getting very exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Adrian, really appreciate you giving us a call tonight for Adrian's corner there, uh, saying what he thinks of, of the team. Let's go to more of your listener questions. This one from Leroy. Boys, there's a disturbing lack of cohesion between the defence to midfield, the midfield to attack, uh, within the whole team. What has to change with the current playing staff to play more like a cohesive unit rather than a team of talented, but yet a squad of limited individuals? Time. It's just about to say exactly mate, that. Time. Because again, exactly it's that. that whole judgment thing again. You know, at the end of the day, good, good question. But look, it's time. Yeah. Time on the training field. Time with the coaching staff. Time with the new regime. You know, anybody that's worked at, at, at any type of level who gets a new manager to come and manage them, they have a different way of 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 thinking, a different way of going in. Whether or not it's in sport, whether or not it's in you know normal work. You know, the reality is it's just time. And you know, hopefully over the next you know, which should have been two week break, but now it's whatever it is, eleven days or ten days. Jose is going to get some time with the players to work with them. We're already seeing like a we're seeing a peak again because we've what we've gone six games unbeaten now. We've obviously had a fantastic week beating Southampton. Don't get carried away, no, Jamie. I'm not, Don't I, get carried I'm away. I'm definitely not getting carried away, but I'm showing that there are signs that there that yeah. there posit- there's reasons to be positive, um, and that's what it does frustrate me that. I don't know. I just think that it has been a really good week for Spurs, and and it isn't frustrating yeah, to hear fans. I, I just want I just want to go back. You know, like with the listener questions, and everyone who's calling in has been pretty positive, and we're positive in here. I'm just gonna I'm gonna read out some things to you if you just humour me, right? It's Tottenham Hotspur, right? Possession sixty nine point five percent. Shots on target six. Shots in total seventeen. Total passes five hundred and four. Um, a corner six, lots of uh, uh, possession, lots of fantastic stats. We lost a game to Burnley, 2-1 under Potticino, right? What's my point? I'll tell you what my point is. Let's have another go, shall we? January the 20th, away to Fulham. Tottenham Hotspur, 14 shots, five on target, 74% possession, 682 passes, liquid football under Poch. We got a 93rd minute winner because we couldn't break down a relegated team. Now, this is not a Jose Mourinho problem. Fans, listeners, guys, girls, mm. this is a problem from the, within the playing staff and the football club that we are trying to eradicate. And I'm not having a go at Poch, 
but 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 for the Jose and the goers, you know, at the end of the day, it's not just a Jose problem. But Lee, he is a pragmatic guy that builds teams from the back. When he wins titles, and uh, Bill said it earlier, defenses win titles. If you look at Liverpool, Liverpool will not win the title this year because they've scored more goals than anyone else. They'll win the title this year because they got the best defense in the Premier League. But Pochettino didn't spend any money for five hundred and eighteen days. So he didn't refresh the squad. He didn't have players coming in. Like I say, but Mourinho not... has been very lucky. He's been at the club for a couple of months and he's signed a couple of players. Three, if you include Lo Celso, um, in that January transfer window. So Jose Mourinho has been very lucky so far, I feel. Eight and a half weeks. Well, there you are. Exactly. So, you know, so, I'm not so, having a Poch. I'm just saying, like, the results I, I were, think, were I, bad. I think, I think before... Pochettino has had a lot of stick from fans and I think a lot of people forget the wonderful work that he put in. Oh, he's amazing. You know I love him. You know I, I know, love him. I know but, you do, but, but, but you're looking at the but, stats. But there's you know, a look- lot of criticism in, you know, for him. You know, Jose Mourinho's come in. He might not even be here for more than two or three years. Yes, he might bring us a trophy. But the thing that does worry me as a fan is, is this for, for the, you know, the long-term future? Probably Champ- not. Champions League final last year, June 1st, it was absolutely amazing. We got there, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. When we talk about that, do we remember that we lost um, in the group stages? We were four minutes from going out. We we drew with uh, Barcelona after going 1-0 down straight away and we showed fight to come back. Up. We got battered away exactly. to, to Dortmund, but we won it on their counter-attack in football. But, but we pe- didn't spend any money for 518 days and we still achieved that. But forget the money for a minute. I'm just looking you, at you the can't, yeah, it's you, it's you, cannot, yeah. you cannot forget the money because when people are talking about quality in the team, you you have to buy quality. It doesn't just appear. Yeah, but you're you're talking you're talking about money and transfers. I'm talking about stats under Potticino versus Mourinho. Because people are having a go at Mourinho and the pragmatic football that he's playing. He's trying to get a base back. I don't think you can compare this early. I really don't. Well, I, think, a, I, I think, think we're agreeing with that, Chris. I think I, it's I think very that, unfair. I think at the end of the day, you can't say that Mourinho's had loads of transfers. He's been here eight and a half weeks. No, he's had two. He's had two. But he's, all right. The for, the for, the week and a half. I think we were told that wasn't enough, though. But we were saying last week there was enough. It's a lot for Tottenham because the last time we signed a a player in January was Lucas Moura two years ago. I don't know. Well, I think I think we're comparing apples with pears here for sure. (laughs) I I agree with you that we can't compare. The point I was making before is that these problems that we're 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 finding on the field were happening way before Jose Mourinho. That's why that's why exactly. So we needed to refresh. We needed to spend money in these transfer markets. It It had to be done. For, for a club like Tottenham Hotspur Football Club not to spend any money in 500 days is just ridiculous. Mm. We had to were spend... You, I think, I were think, you pleased no, with I, the window, Chris, this window? Not enough done or, I, or they did what they could do? Definitely not enough done, no. Um, but I know January is very, very difficult. Very difficult that, is, that is why I'm not judging Jose Mourinho yet. I think he does need... Um, you know, The summer will be very, very interesting mm. because, let's face it, you, you answered the question, how much money... Does Jose Mourinho need to spend to seriously be um, title contenders for Tottenham? It's a lot. Yeah, yeah. maybe it is. I mean, I, I'm not going to answer that question. And will it happen? We're not talking but about does it happen transfers. over one window? You can't about become a... performances on the pitch. Mm. And we're talking about going from 74% possession to 35 or 43% possession and yeah, getting results. If you're talking about possession, yesterday's game, 
43%. Southampton had 61.5% in the first half. Yeah. That's why people were so annoyed. But we won, we won 3-2. Chris, can I just quickly ask, <laughs> because you said, uh, you said how much the Spurs need to become title challengers in the summer window. But we've seen with Klopp, uh, Liverpool, it took four years. Do they, can they necessarily you really become think, title challengers in one window? You really think Mourinho is going to be here for four years? No way. No, but I'm just saying, can they do it in one window, what they need? Because it, it does take a few windows, doesn't it? I've said this many times on this show. A couple of years ago, Liverpool and Tottenham were very, very equal in terms of quality throughout their squad. Liverpool did exactly the right thing. They went out with a shopping list and bought the players that they needed. Tottenham should have done exactly the same. And not spending um, money in all of that time, we have really, really suffered. In the summer, we let our first choice right back, Kieran Trippier, go. We did not replace him with anyone. But we, did, but we are where we are. Hold so on. let's walk about. Let's, let's Hold walk, on. not worry about that anymore. That's gone. I've been asked a question and I'm answering it. Yeah, but you're talking Fren- about transfers again. Like we're talking about the 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 ability to get over the line with Jose Mourinho, with him working with what he's got. We're not and, talking and of about course, and Trippier. And Mourinho has turned around and said he hasn't got the chess pieces. It's very importantly. Transfers are very important to a football club. It's very important. I'm going to step about in. It, how would you dismiss it? I'm going to step in when, and when, throw in the towel on, very hold on. quickly, when, Chris. When you've got Lorente going as well, you've got a striker who can come in when Harry Kane's injured. And let's face it, over the last, what, three, four seasons, Harry Kane has spent time out injured. Hmm. It doesn't take a brain surgeon to work out we need someone to come in when Harry Kane's injured. It's not Mourinho's fault, though, is it? Well, I don't even I need didn't to... I didn't say it was. I don't even need to tease the next break because I think after that debate, you're going to want to stick around. Love sports. <laughs> you are listening Just to... Just had to break me and Chris up here. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, I've got... A, oh, I mean, I've bruised myself. It's, it's dangerous <laughs> what is going on in the studio right now. Tensions are high. Mm. You are listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sports Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. Joined in the studio with the last word on Spurs. Everyone is desperate to have that last word. Lee McQueen, Jamie Brown and Chris Carlin. The debate was fiery, but it was a passionate one for a passionate fan base. And I'm delighted to say now, Stelios has also joined in the conversation... You heard what was going on. What did you make of it? Um, hi, guys. Hello, 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 Hello. Yeah, I did, mate. You good? Yeah, good, good, good. Uh, yeah, I actually called in last week and um, I spoke about the state of the club, Levy and Enoch. Um, Chris, you're absolutely spot on with what you said, mate. I couldn't agree with you anymore. And it's pretty much what I called up last week and said, but you went into more depth about it all and... Mate, I, I couldn't agree more with you. And I think half the Spurs fan base totally agree with you. The other half don't. And that's kind of where we are. That's what we're um, seeing in the studio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and that's, that's what it's about. You know, football fans, we love Spurs. We want the best for the club. We all got opinions. But um, the reason I called up this week, uh, two points I, I wanted to make. The first one is, I don't know what you gents do nine to five during the week, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm a football coach. I coach football players uh, of young ages and... Um, I know the Spurs Academy really well. I've got players that get signed into the academy and I know the structure and I'm not going to go into all the ins and outs. But my point on that is Harry Winks has come under a fair bit of criticism and questions have been asked of him. Mm. He was absolutely outstanding against Manchester City and against Southampton last night as well. He was doing the job of three players because Ndombele didn't look quite right. Dyer was average. Wink still stepped up to the plate. And the point I want to make is we need to relax with our young players and Jaffet and Parrot and Skip, all of them, because 
The one thing they need, guys, is game time. Mm. They've spent 10, 15 years in the academy playing football, playing football, playing football. They break into the first team. What do they need? Football. And they're not getting it. But Winks now is going to run the games, 90 minutes, week in, week out. He's showing us why he's an academy player from Spurs. Because our academy is one of the best. Don't underestimate how good our academy is. We've got wonderful players in that academy. So hats off to Harry Winks for showing everyone what he's really about. I was so chuffed to see him play brilliantly the past couple of games. What do you you make of um, the lack of game time that Parrott's getting at the moment? Because I know I've looked at Carl Walker-Peters and I think that his real lack of game time and having been in around the first team and not making the start of the, the first uh, the first 11 I feel as though that's really hampered him and, and it kind of seems at the moment Troy Parrott's getting the, the same sort of treatment so what do you so, what do you make of a lack of game time for him? Right for me I think he should get game time but it's a very difficult situation because of our failings in the transfer market over the past two three years and where the squad is at now it's very difficult to integrate um, a young player of a, a 17-year-old, don't forget, right now. Mm. I, th- I think Jaffet, what is he, 2021? 20, yeah. 20, yeah. <clears throat> right. Three years in youth football is a big, big difference, time, guys. Yeah. And look at, look at Jaffet as well. He's a unit. He's no, you know, he can have it out. I think Parrot, yes, I want to see him play. But it's called, it's almost like we've got this really good striker who's doing really, really well in the academy. And for... Is it Ireland or Northern yes. Ireland in the in the yep. youth Republic, uh, yeah. at the international stage? Yeah, but is he ready to step up to the big boy stage and be you know all eyes on him as our lone striker? I mean that's a hell of a lot of pressure to put on him. But he should be getting at least fifteen twenty minutes here mm. and there. For him to get no game time, I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't, I don't get it when we don't have a striker at the club. I think his, so, I think his time will come, and I yeah, think it will be uh, this season. Yeah, I, th- I think um, just signed a new contract, contract, didn't he? I think he pretty much signed a new contract uh, today. Oh, um, sorry, it was, it was in and around today. So I think <laughs> yeah. that we will start to see uh, more opportunities from him now that he has signed that contract. And I think the other one that I've always wanted to see a lot as well, and who's who's a couple of years older, Oliver Skip. I think that he does seem like a really nice midfielder. Um, and, and obviously at, mo- at the moment Spurs have a kind of a, a lack of mid central midfielders so I think that he's another player that I would really like to see get an opportunity at Spurs Mate we've got Sirkin on the bench he's a player Yes That Sirkin's yeah. a player You know um, the, the other thing with Parrott though it, it's going to be about timing if, mm. if we're away to Leipzig we're, we need two goals and we're, we're chasing the game and there's mm. 20 minutes to go and we bring him on we'll destroy him yeah. That yeah. is not the moment to do it he needs games before that. Let him have minutes in like Aston Villa away. If we go 2-0 up, there's 20 minutes to go. Sod it, man. Bring yeah. him on. Give him yeah. a chance. It's moments like that. He's got to get the taste and the feel for it and, you know, get all the other players around. Imagine he scores the winner. Did you see how Stephen Bergwin reacted when he scored? My for God, sure. Look at, look at everybody was together, confident. weren't they? And, and, and again, I think, I think yeah. you know, I don't want to bring it back to the Jose uh, um, conversation again, but, you know, Jose has shown with Jaffet that he will put him in. I mean, mm. arguably the best team in, in the world, in world football, and he and he said start. And, and, and on that game, he played centre-back, left-back, right-back. He was he's everywhere and he's brilliant. Um, so I do think, Troy, I agree with the lads, I think he will get some, some game time with that it's, new contract gonna, as well. But it, like, 
like you say, Stelos, it's got to be at the right time. I'm, yeah, and, and I think that's the issue at the moment. We, we just said about it before about time. We haven't got time, have we? Because the games keep coming thick and fast. We're trying exactly. to bed these new players in. We're trying to bed a new manager in. It's very, very difficult yeah. um, for to, to maybe give him some playing time this season, you know? Guys, I just want to just quickly say one thing. This is one thing there, the second point I wanted to make, because I know there's probably other people calling up wanting to get on the show. Um, the debate you and Chris had about the transfer market, where we're going, the football we're playing, the negativity, even though we're winning games, the negativity amongst fans because of the performances. Right, wrap that all up. Whether we win a trophy or not this season, what are your thoughts on this summer being a watershed moment for the club, Levy and Enoch? Because for me, if we don't go big this summer, and when I mean big, I don't mean like three, four hundred million, because that's just ridiculous. We're not City or Chelsea where we've got a billionaire who's going to do something crazy. I'm talking 150, maybe 200 mil. You know we spent that. You know three, we spent that over this season. Yeah, we we yeah, spent the yeah. second highest behind Manchester United. I, I, yes, but let me finish the point, Jamie. You go, right? go, go for You're it. Right? Go for it. No, no, go for it. That is sorry. 150, 200 million, but on the key positions we need, quality striker, quality holding mid, quality wing-back, maybe even a marquee signing as one or two of them. If we don't do that this summer, do you see Daniel Levy and Enoch being able to um, continue without the fans saying we've had enough? I, I think there's a watershed moment coming mm. this summer. Sliding doors I just want moment. to see what you think about it. Mm. I mean, I just, I, I just quickly put. I know we're, we're, we're running out of time. Chaz is trying to like go, go for a break, <laughs> but uh, so, so just quickly, it's not that I don't disagree with Chris and and ultimately what you guys are saying in terms of rent spent any money for him I absolutely agree with that. But I think you know, for, for, from our perspective, we're making the best of what we've got. Yeah. Chris's point was we shouldn't be in that in in that situation in the first place, which I agree. Planning with. it should have been I, planned. I, I agree, and I think we've dropped the ball as a, as a as a team, like as in from top to bottom of the club, we dropped the ball. Excuse the pun because the stadium and all them things it's yeah. not an excuse we have dropped the ball but what we can't get away from what we can't get away from is that it is a sliding doors moment I think Chris made the point this before it was a sliding doors moment after June the 1st and we should have acted then we didn't as as much as what we ha- have now <laughs> What Potts shared about furniture in the new house is happening now. We are, it is happening. Yeah. We are finally shipping out the the dead wood. We're finally getting new new but people Lee, into the Lee, into the club. Lee, sorry to interrupt you, Lee. Right players for the positions we need. Like not having a striker is is, is bad. That was a bad move. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, Ricky said last week, didn't he? He wanted uh, a striker to be added in the window. Stelios, we really appreciate Thanks, you Stelios. calling Cheers, uh, calling Thank us you. up tonight and raising your points. Still time, though, if you want to uh, get in and have your say tonight, what Lee, Chris and Jamie are saying, even Stelios and the other callers, then please do 0208 70 20 558. But we will look at those remarks by Christian Eriksen and also what Delhi said after the game as well. Love sports. You are listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. Joined in the studio with Lee McQueen, Jamie Brand, and Chris Callen. What an hour we have had so far. If you're just joining us, where were you? A big debate all about Spurs at I the love minute. Chris the style of play. <laughs> Lee's declaring his love for Chris. Well, I love I love his place, mate. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. He hasn't declared his love for you, but it's okay. It's okay. I it's the home that kills you. <laughs> He's not. Well, there is still 30 minutes to go of Spurs chat, and you can have your say tonight. 
tonight. Tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us 0208 7020 558. Now, though, let's let's change pace somewhat because obviously we spent weeks talking about it. The contract rebels, as Lee said. Let's talk about Christian Eriksen because we thought it was done. It was really? dusted. Sorry, Lee. He went to Inter <laughs> Milan. Well, well, it's not really about the transfer, but he, he's now playing in Italy. He's had some comments this week saying that obviously... Uh, a, he, he felt like he was the black sheep at Spurs. B, saying he's now gone to a place where he can finally uh, have a better chance of winning trophies, even though the team he was just with reached the European Cup final. Those comments alone, I know a little bit we take with a pinch of salt because you try to impress your new set of fans and your new team. But what did you make of them? I think it was, in a way, it was. I thought it was disrespectful, to be honest. Um, and I look at the, t- you know, the set of signings that we've made. They've signed a lot of Premier League players, Ashley Young. Um, Alexis Sanchez, even Christian Eriksen himself, uh, Romelu Lukaku, all players that kind of struggled in the Premier League. Those are the sort of signings they've been making. Whereas us, we've brought in Tongi Ndombele, Giovanni Lo Celso, Steven Bergwijn, uh, Ryan Session. We've brought in a lot of really good players and we're building a really strong team here. We've got a fantastic manager. We are heading in the right direction now. So I think for him, I don't know, I, th- I do feel as though Spurs do have a better chance of winning trophies, I think, that, that, than in some land. So for that I mean it was it's a weird it's a weird set of comments um, and, and the black sheep comment well look he wasn't performing for a year um, you know we can kind of argue whether that was down to a lack of effort or his or was his head else, somewhere else um, but I, I, I just think that, that he, he became that black sheep because he wasn't performing for us yeah Jamie's right he did un- underperform for 12 months but um, the Premier League stat uh, every one out of two games, he either assisted or scored a goal for us. Um, he's going to be a very, very hard player to replace um, in our team. Um, he's been a fantastic servant to the club. I can't believe that we actually got a profit out of him as well because incredible, we, we only paid £11 million for him and the, and the quality and service we had out mm. of him um, for Tottenham Hotspur, I think, was absolutely fantastic. I wish him all the best. I think he's been a great servant for the club. I wasn't really uh, surprised by the comments that come out. Um, I think it, it must have been very frustrating for him. Um, everyone thought that he was going. No one, no one knew exactly when he was going. I don't think even he did. Mm. And I think he always wanted that dream move to a huge, huge club. And I think it's come to a surprise, you know, for a lot of us that it was into Milan. I thought it was going to be a, a big move to like Real Madrid or Barcelona. Mm. You know, one of the big ones. But I was surprised into Milan. I thought it was better than that. I'm fed up with seeing him on my social media um, timeline, to be honest. Like, you know, I echo what the lad said. I, I, I paid a tribute to him, if you like, when he left last week. I think he's been absolutely amazing for us. One of our best ever players in the modern era, for sure. But, you know, he, he didn't turn up in the last, you know, year or so for, for whatever reason and we didn't see the best of him because um, that's why he said he felt like a black sheep he yeah. said that he was the ultimate professional his and turn up help. every day his comments didn't help when he when he came out and said that he wanted a new challenge in the summer I mean I know he said he thought that it was not many players would come out and say that and admit that but it just doesn't help you it doesn't help your situation because he said he was blamed for being that honest and open that well, much it's, transparency it's, it's an honest and open thing but you know at the end of the day you know again maybe, maybe this is down to the board as well move him on then you know if you don't want to be that I, I 
I, you know, when I talk about the contract rebels, that's always been my beef. The reality of the situation is if you don't want to be in a football club, then don't be there. And it's not just, look, what I've learned, actually, because I'm learning all the time as well, what I've learned with the Christian Eriksen situation is that actually, and with Tottenham over the last kind of two seasons as well, is that we've found it really difficult to move players on. Yeah. And so I'm learning that it's not just a simple as, yeah. we'll get out the door then. But, but actually, it's because we don't make a stance. When Jose Mourinho came in the door, Danny Rose is gone within three weeks. Yeah, but, really? But look at so look, they weren't that hard to move him on, was it? Look at the upturn in form in, in Toby Alderweireld. Um, before it did seem as though he would go on a free transfer, but he's now got his his head's now firmly at Tottenham, and he really has. I think he has improved a lot as a player since since he signed that contract, and that he, because he's committed, he's performing for us. And there have been so many players that have let us down. Danny Rose, Christian Eriksen, as we said, who obviously wanted to leave and unfortunately Spurs as Lee said were struggled to move them on and that has been our biggest issue but Danny Rose has been a great player for Tottenham as well yeah no, for sure No, I, I, I agree he, he's, been, he's been a good player in certain instances in the 15-16 season he was the best left back in Europe mm. he was outstanding unplayable brilliant stuff but then again it all comes back to where where, where is your head in the game is your head within that club he came out at the end of that season and said Carl Walker's making a fifty million pound move to Man City. I want to make a fifty million pound move to Man United, or or muted to, to words of that effect. And then he got injured, and it was never it was never recoverable. And I, and I just think that you know for, for me, whether or not it's football, whether or not it's saying Kelsey, if if I had people working for me that didn't want to be there, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to pay them, and I wouldn't want them working for me, regardless of how good they might be. And that's what my beef was with Christian. Mm. And you make some brilliant stats, Chris, about you know one in two every other game, and you know he saved us against Brighton, ninety third minute winner um, when we was at the New Lane. That was under Pochettino, by the way, as well. Um, you know that was a ninety third minute winner against Brighton when we had all that possession again. Mm. But the, you know, <laughs> the, the reality of the situation, he's been a fantastic servant for us. But his head weren't in it, and you've got to move him on. But, but, but also look at look at the reaction of the players. They're all all of them were fully committed to the club. They were so, you know, when when, when we scored, um, there was obviously incidents off the ball. I think it was after the second penalty shot when Loris took out Sterling or supposedly took out Sterling. The Ooh. players were all standing up. <laughs> oh, yeah, not was yeah, penalty, Jamie. Um, but, but, you know, they were all standing up for each other. They're all wanting to fight for the, the club now. And I think that that was something that I was really pleased with. It did seem like there's that togetherness again at, at Spurs now that these players that aren't committed and we've got fully committed players at Spurs. I don't know, as a fan, I don't ever see Christian Eriksen, you know, not interested and not wanting to play for the club. Maurizio Pochettino and Jose Mourinho, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, they, it's they, a fair they, point. They, they, they both knew that Christian Eriksen may want to leave, but they both played him, continued to play him. Even in, uh, what, in the last month or so, when, when, we, when we won over at Wolves... He had a great part in that goal um, for Jan Vertonghen to score in the last minute. There were still signs of quality from him. Norwich away, that free kick. Was that a, was that a corner that he missed the first man with against Wolves? <laughs> <laughs> but again, come, come back to the, the, the point that we were discussing strongly earlier, you know, passionately earlier. Again, that, that may be the transfer situation when we didn't sign anyone because we were left with yeah. a player that didn't want to be in the club and we didn't go out and replace him mm. before trying to... I so think, then we had to keep him, play him through... But it's a, about the, asking prices, I, I think yeah. I mean, We're asking too much money for some of these players. For sure. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I agree with on this right if Christian Eriksen wants a new challenge in, in that summer he's got a year left on his contract mm. we could you know we've just got whatever we got for him 
17 million for him. We could have probably got 25, 30 million for him in the summer, and then ev- he would have left on the on the basis of saying, you know, thanks very much, been amazing. But you know, th- th- it was tarnished not just by Christian Eriksen, but by the whole situation. It's, it's been managed poorly, hasn't it? But clubs knew that Christian Eriksen was available, and no one came in for him. It's same weird, as, isn't it? same as Toby Alderweireld Toby, when yeah, he when he was available, why, no though? one came in for him. Why? Because he's a quality player. It's weird, isn't it? Why didn't they come in for him? Why Why do you think they didn't come in for him? Well, perhaps we think that they, these players are better than what they actually are. Interesting. interesting. Very interesting. Let's move it on to Delhi's comments then that saying Spurs deserve a trophy. We've been talking of trophy, style of play, top four, Chris. When you saw that, I suppose no team deserves a trophy, but what what did you make of the comments? Oh, well, we only deserve a trophy when we win a final, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> that is true. It must be so frustrating for some of these players. And even like Pochettino when he left, I, mm. I felt gutted that he left and not won a trophy. Harry Kane, not won a trophy at Tottenham. Some some of these players haven't won a trophy at Tottenham. It's just crazy. The, the crazy stats of like 29 years since an FA Cup and... 2008 was last League Cup. It's just madness. Years, we, we, we need trophies as soon as possible. I don't actually. I don't really agree with Delhi that we deserve to win a trophy because we need to prove that we can get over the line. That's something that Spurs haven't been able to do. We had a fantastic team under Pochettino, but Champions League finals, uh, mm. League Cup semi-finals, League Cup finals, FA Cup semi-finals, we couldn't win them, and that's why that's why they haven't got a trophy. Think, simply, and I, that's I, what they've got to prove they can do. I think the getting over the line thing is really important. Like you know, I, I love the fact that we're so. Passionate passionate about it on, on, on the show and the fans and the listeners and, and you know have really good debates but I, I don't know my, my taking it slightly different and it comes back to the hope that, that, that kills you the hope that keeps you thing right and, and what, I, what I try and mean by that is and Potts used to say this quite a lot as well before but it is about competing if if we're competing in finals in semi-finals at, at the top echelon of the of the league then you've got a chance but right? you're in the game you've got a chance you know we're, 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 we've we've never in in most recent history, even even under the potch, we've never been blowing teams away. I think that if you think of the series of events when we went old white Lark, uh, unbeaten at old white Lark lane, the last that last season, can you imagine? And again, this is all hypothetical, but can you imagine if we just stayed in that stadium for one more season with that team? Mm. Do you think we'd have won the league the following season? Because the following season, you know, we we were we were going for uh, still some big prizes. You know, mm. I know it's all if and buts, but that's that's why we debate, and, and it's a matter of opinion. I think that if we're challenging for prizes, if we're challenging in and around. Anything can happen. It's fine margins. I mean, what happens if it's not a handball? I know it's different butts. What happens if it's not a handball yeah, but by Lee, you, Sissoko you, in the Champions League final? It could have been different, couldn't it? You're talking a couple of years ago, and that's when we had a very good, exciting team playing very attractive football. And that was the time when we needed serious investment. I th- and I know you don't want to talk about transfers, no, 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 but when, I, I don't when you don't spend you. that don't money in that amount of time, that was the key time. That was the I vi- th- I think the most vital time in, 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 in our Premier League history of Tottenham seriously going to be title contenders. I think that's where we got very fortunate with Maurizio Pochettino because we knew this this period, um, ever since we had the plans to build the new stadium, we knew this was going to be a period of, of not much spending. And I think we just got very lucky or maybe un- unlucky in a way that we had Pochettino during that time when he's uh, guiding us through because he, he managed to kind of get the best out of a bad situation uh, managed under so many limitations. So it is, it is that case if you wonder what he could have done if he'd had all that money. But I just but think when, it was unfortunate. Is, uh, uh, sorry, sorry to interact with you, but again, like, when, when is the right time, you know? During that same period, we built the 
best stadium in the world. But, we built the best training grounds in the world. The off the pitch, the off the pitch plan has been world class, absolute world class. The on the pitch plan under Potticino with the five year ethos plan was by the time we get into the new stadium, get Champions League football, we we're well ahead of that. Exactly. So it's kind of like that's where I think we lost our yeah, way. And I'm not I'm not trying to defend anyone. It's not an argument. But the I'm club just trying to say Champions League football year in, year out, Lee. And they've got it though, haven't they? When, when, at the moment, yeah. At the moment, it was in doubt. Yeah. At the moment, isn't it? Well, it's in, it's in doubt at the moment. We're only four points off off top four, mate. Well, a lot of games to go, but when you when you don't invest in the money, you know, when when you want Champions League football, you know, what you want the best football in European competition, year in year out, you've got to put that money back. You yeah. can't just I keep. Can't, I can't argue with that. I, I agree with you. So I'm not going to argue against that for sure. I, I think we messed up during that period, but we also got the best stadium in the world at the same time. I agree, time. I agree. So of it's, course, it's yeah. a balancing act, isn't it? It's very difficult. But when Tottenham were the Champions League finalists on the 1st of June, after that day was the best time, that I best agree. window, to attract any European yeah, footballer in Europe to say, right, look at our training facilities, look at our manager, Poch, you know, one of the best at the time, um, look at our stadium, you know, we're Champions League finalists, come and join our club. What player would have said, no thanks? If we'd have offered the money and paid the money, we could have got any player in Europe. Best time to attract uh, footballers to the club. Maybe Spurs missing on that, out on that. We're going to be talking about the top youngsters coming through and uh, the winter break that Spurs find themselves in now. Love Sports. You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sports Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. Joined in the studio with the last word on Spurs. Lee McQueen, Jamie Brandt and Chris Callum. What a show tonight having... A positive, passionate debates on Spurs at the minute, but it was 3-2. They are in the fifth round, and it is a big month in February for them, not just in the league, the Champions League and the FA Cup as well. But we have had another question in, this time from Lincoln, saying, are we seeing the best Tottenham uh, Defensive Academy pro- product in Tanganga since Ledley King? Yep. Oh, yep. I, th- I think it's been the way he's kind of well firstly he's a centre back and secondly he's a right sided player and he's been playing as a left back <laughs> it's ridiculous, I, I mental, think it's isn't been it? it's been crazy how he's kind of shown that versatility I think there's lots to like about him in terms of um, his style of play in terms he looks really athletic and he can play um, as, as either a full back like a bombing full back going forwards um, or just a stable centre back maybe striker maybe exactly CDM <laughs> I, mean, I, would, I would like to put you number know, nine you know f- think about an Eric Dyer when Eric Dyer came to a club he was a centre back he actually played right back in his first game he scored the 93rd minute winner away to West Ham yeah. right and and then and then he ended up uh, coming into uh, into a central defensive midfielder type role and for a few seasons he was very good and we know that he's had his uh, mm. his illness and injury problems and whatever but, you know I'm, I'm not saying just play Taffet wherever you Len- want Ledley but Taffet wherever you want sorry but yeah I mean Ledley, Ledley did play as well as mm. a central yeah. defensive midfielder well you know not why not give it a go but like like, like we've said on the show before uh, across the six of us um, and, and you Charlie as well is that these youngsters have to play. I mean, I think Stelos just said it as well. They have to play yeah. to get them in there. So, you know, if this season's going to be a kind of transitional season we've been talking about, get them in the shirt. And if it means playing them as a, a left back or right back or yeah. wherever, then so be it because he needs game time. And I think he's been absolutely brilliant. It's a fantastic question, Lincoln. I think he is... I think he's a real deal, mm. Chris G. Yeah, absolutely. I think so, Joe's so actually as well, though, doesn't yeah, he, Chris? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm so pleased for him. And... and yeah, you know, just think, young kid. You've got one of the best, most experienced managers in the world giving you that chance and opportunity, and he really has grabbed it. And as Jamie said, you know, right back, left back, centre back. He's he's played across all of the back four, and uh, yeah, he's been absolutely brilliant so far. 
I, I don't know when, when Jose was at um, with Chelsea the first time. Man, I, I, I don't know this for a fact. Somebody will correct me, I'm sure. But John Terry came through their academy um, and obviously came becoming an absolute legend there at that football club and you know a brilliant player. Um, but he had experience alongside him when he came into the team. Uh, it might have been a Frank Leboeuf at the time or Desai, and then going into a, a Carvalho. Um, you know, can, can you see like a, a Jaffet Tanganga being being with us for a long term period? Having been that backbone of, you know, you've got a Jaffet Tanganga, you've got a Harry Winks that um, that we Deli. were just talking about, we've got a Deli Alley, got a Harry Kane. That is a that is an you English... love the spine of the side. Well, no, though, it don't is. You? It's true though, isn't it? I mean, if you think about the that, of the on, on the positive side, you know, that is that is a team that that is that is got some. Ri- Look, we're not the finished article yet for sure, but that's a got a good bit of English backbone yeah. quality. You've got a core of a side, side and you've got the, the core is very young. As Jamie pointed out yeah. in your tweet, the side yeah. is very young. I know we want results now, but it bodes well for the future. Let me just quickly ask, because obviously through a Tottenham lens, uh, it is the winter break now, the, the first one in the Premier League, and we've, we've followed where European leagues have been doing this for ages, some as long as a month. We don't know yet whether it is come at the right time, but just on the winter break itself, did we need one? Do you agree with it? Or you prefer football two to three days? What are your thoughts on it, Lee? Do you know what? I haven't really thought about it. And, and I've always thought when people talk about winter break, I think, yeah, we, you know, maybe we should have one because, you know, get rest and recovery. And I think that if we'd have had a winter break before, it could have, you know, it's going to give people the chance mm. to get out of the red zone, back in the yeah. amber zone, back in the green zone potentially injuries. I mean, if you look at Harry Kane injury, you look at a Marcus Rashford injury, just seeing uh, Sterling's now out of a hamstring injury, you know, from an England perspective in, 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 in June, I'm just picking on, uh, looking at the English players. There's other players that have gone injured as well, um, you know, maybe through, through fatigue. So I think that it's probably a good idea. But then thinking about from the other side and, uh, and where a few people have said is actually playing every three days four days keeps the momentum it's regularity and all that sort of stuff so actually we've just talked about young players wanting to play games I I don't know I don't really know what's best and why I ask really Chris is because obviously why I think this may come at a great time for Spurs is Jose was appointed at a time when he was absolutely frantic the festive period games lots of competitions now he can work with the squad and have 10 days just to himself work Mm. with the new additions and and maybe we'll see the so-called momentum Lee's mentioning in full strength in full flow that's that's true he he did say that um, he hasn't had much time on the training pitch with the squad so uh, yes it's good for that point of view but the momentum thing I'm not a, I'm not a fan of this um, you know, I'm so used to going to football every weekend I'm going to probably have you to go shopping this weekend now what are you going to do with this? <laughs> R- Ricky might take you theatre Chris is by no, the way just, well, just for the record he's been at 158 <laughs> games and it's only, it's only February <laughs> no but when we come back it is a massive massive two weeks and, it, yeah, and this huge. could be like the make or break of Tottenham yeah. season like Aston Villa away Leipzig at home Chelsea away Wolves at home and then Norwich in the FA Cup but how so, good is it that you go on the back of that two week break from a point you you're fresh, you're true, rejuvenated. True. Yeah, and uh, well, yeah, there is that. But, <laughs> yeah. but Jamie, I think for me, I think there are a lot of players that have been struggling. I think Celso's one that has struggled. We sort of caused Harry Kane getting injured, um, having played over that hectic break. And we always see managers complaining about it. And there must be a reason that they do always complain about why the Christmas period is so frantic. And I do think it is important that we have that rest now. I think in the past, maybe it was last year, I think we had quite a long break before we played Burnley. 
Um, and of course, we lost that game two yeah, one. Yeah, Kane come back to exactly. get in that game. That so was comeback it's, game. It's Scored, ba- by the way. It, it's whether you know Spurs are going to be able to get get back into it. That's something notoriously we haven't been very good at once whilst we've had that break. So I think that'd be quite interesting. But for me, I think it is important um, that, that that they are given that that all the players in the Premier League are given that break. Jamie, Chris, and uh, Chaz, the listeners and stuff. What is happening with Tunga and Dembele? He, he looked like an absolute yeah. baller for yeah. 10 minutes or whatever yesterday. And then when he fell on his back, he just didn't recover from th- that point. Yeah. It was see, like, see, yeah. you with as a, as a youth player, I think he did have sort of similar issues where he's had kind of uh, issues with fitness, issues with, I think, his weight as well. Um, so I think he, it's difficult because he, we've got to remember he's 23 as well. He's coming in playing in a new country. Um, Is it the pace of the game, I think, James? I, I, just, do, I think it's got something to do with it. I worry, um, I worry for him because he looks an absolute baller. He does. He looks epic. Yeah. My worry is that we've, we've said this all season now since we signed him. He can't get up to pace. You know, uh, the fatigue is there. We've seen Lechoso now get up to but pace we've seen, and, and we've not seen it within It's in completely Dumbly. different. It is completely different. The, really? He, his fitness is is really worrying. It really is. Like I say... Well, that's it, what I mean. Why hasn't he got up to pace then? So... It's, it, he reminds me of a marathon runner that will, will will sprint for three miles and then walk for the next ten <laughs> and then sprint for the next three and then walk for the next ten. Mm. It's just... It's so weird. It's such a weird mm. situation with him because, as I said earlier, we, we see moments of magic and we want to see that for 90 minutes. He's had seven it's a record I know, signing. I know, I know. And, jo- and Jose said, no, it's not It's not a men- mentality issue. It's a physical issue. But again, looking at it from the outside in, it, it looks like a mentality issue. It looks like, oh, I've fallen on my back awkward again. I'm going to be injured. Or I've put, I'm going to be... No, because he's not. he hasn't had a back problem since he's been out. It's mm. a fire problem. Or it just feels like he's... He's a, he's a bit breakable. And he's it's, never it's had a, any injuries before signing for Tottenham. Bizarre, bizarre. Is it? And this is what worries me. If it's a mental thing, is it an unsettling thing? Has he not settled in London? Has he not settled? Like you know, I don't know. It's, don't know, like, it's, yeah, it's difficult. I think he, I do feel as though he does seem to have settled well. I mean, you know, he's got Musa Soko there with him. He's got a lot mean, of other yeah. players. He yeah, does yeah. seem fairly happy. So he loves, loves all that, doesn't he? I, I really feel as though if we give him this season, I think we've just got to be patient. As we said, we've seen so much quality for him from him um, and in the past we've seen players struggle to adapt to the Premier League I think Naby Keita um, Fabinho I'm just going to name Liverpool players here but, um, Sadio Mane those are all players that have that struggled did as well for exactly. us didn't he? Yeah. so they all struggled yeah, I mean not not quite to the extent of course of, of a non-belle but I really think that Spurs fans I just want to be patient because there is such a good player in the, him the, the thing is with this winter break coming back to that point you made there Ch- Chaz before is that you know you, you'll know after that winter break you'll know the Chelsea will be fit you'll know Dele will be firing all cylinders Son da 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 but you can't say that about Tungo and Dembele can you you, you can't say that because you don't know if he's going to be fit or not mm. there's a deeper issue here mm. and I hope touch wood that it, it irons itself out because I think he can be an epic player for us mm. Mm. I think we're all stumped. No one, no one really knows it's, why, do they? No, that's that's why that's why it's actually a, a genuine concern because, like you say, he's a record signing, and and you see flashes of him. I mean, some of the, the mm. touches that he just, just adds that pure. And again, you know, talking about the the style of football. Coming back to the beginning of the of, of the show, we're talking about the style of football. And he could be the one to unlock defenses, along yeah. with the energy of Lacelso, mm. the energy of a, a Jensen and a Harry Winks. I have to say about Winks, I think Stelios made the point earlier about Winks. I think Winks in the last couple of games has been brilliant. Yeah. He started their moves like a Modric used to start moves, and I am saying it. I am it's when he's it. got a cl- he's got players in uh, alongside them. I think we we said that last yeah, week when sure. he's got players in there that aren't leaving him by, by himself. 
himself when he's playing with maybe two other players in there. He's got. He, he's going to make him a better player. Both and, them goals against City, he started their moves, and that yeah. one, the, first, the, the equaliser against Southampton is where he started that move. And you know, it, because people say he always goes back with Sires, he don't. He looks to go forward, and he got some pace about mm. him. Uh, you know, he's one of our own. I, I love you, Harry Winks. Winks is the new Modric. <laughs> well, I, I didn't say he was the new. Modric, I've heard it all but, now. No, because he's one of them players that don't get credit when when he does certain things yeah. because yeah. he doesn't score goals no. and he doesn't keep goals out. Because he's the, the the guy, the glue, essentially. You know, he always plays well against big teams like the Man City's. Always plays well. And in those uh, games with the Man City, Spurs did get the victory just like they did against Southampton last night. What a February uh, and, and March is in store for them. Last 16 in the Champions League, fifth round of the FA Cup, fifth in the league. The crazy train is going forward, Lee. I was going to say, like, just, just. I know you're going to summarise up no, and stuff. It's okay. But I'd just be interested to know, you know, with the winter break coming up, and you know, all the thick and fast games after that winter break, are we going to get a trophy this year? Are we going to get the top four? What, what do we think, lads? It has to be very quick. We yes, will, we will live in hope. I think we'll get the top four. Yes, I think we have got the quality. It's hope that kills you. It's hope that keeps you. Absolutely. Last <laughs> word on Spurs is the Spurs fan show. We will be here at the same time next week, seven o'clock on Thursday. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs>